Hi everyone, this is Charlie and our latest episode of Forward. So as you can see, it's just me here today, no Chrissy. So hopefully you can stick with me through the whole podcast. Um, and hopefully everyone's doing all right. I mean, it's some crazy, crazy times. So I don't think, still haven't got my head around of how everything's, what's happening. Um, but I guess, you know, work just has to go on and we're still getting questions from our clients and we're still seeing people you know, communicate in you know, different communities in the marketing operations world. So work's still happening. We still need to get things done and um, attribution and reporting and trying to figure out what's working, I think is just becoming more and more important with budget shrinking um, or budgets having to be moved around from offline more to online. You know, where do you put that money? You need to figure out where to put it. And the only way you really know where to put it, if you're going to take a data-driven approach, is looking at your data, having the right reporting infrastructure, um, the right reporting methodology for your business, and then to be able to use those reports to dictate where you're going to put that, that those dollars. Um, so, yeah, this is a follow-up to our, our video a couple of weeks ago on attribution. And in, in that one, we talked a lot about what you need to do before you even embark on a marketing attribution project. This is the next step. This is going to be around now you've decided you're going to do it and you've, you've done the, the legwork before. What, what path are you going to go down? Because you speak to a hundred different people in marketing operations and demand gen, you're going to get a hundred different answers on the best way to do um, attribution um, more specifically, your know, multi-touch attribution, um, looking at campaign performance, and everyone's going to be right because there's a there's no real right or wrong way, or there's no real like this is the best way to do it. There's there's just too too much contextual um, situations that you just need to know and you need to figure out like what is the best reporting for you. Things like. I, how big is your marketing budget? If your marketing budget has just been cut and it's you know quite small, uh, maybe it's not worth spending 30 grand on, a, on an attribution tool or it's not worth spending four months trying to build a whole um, crazy model and you know, build a reporting infrastructure to help you make decisions to move where to put like 20 grand, right? So we really need to figure out first what what you need and then once you know what you need or what what you need today because your your needs might change um what is the best method to satisfy that need so that's where i think this video is going to be helpful we're going to talk about six or i'm going to talk about still to to use the saying we on for it um uh, I'm going to talk about six different methods that we see consistently across i would say these are probably some of the most common. I'm not going to go into um, third-party BI tools. So this is all reporting that you're going to be able to build within Salesforce um, using your marketing automation platform. I'm going to talk a lot about Marketo in this, but um, it is relatively platform agnostic, agnostic, although I think I probably do kind of lean towards the Marketo side. Um, I will lean towards the Marketo side in this. But yeah, it's going to be six different ways pros and cons, um, different things you need to think about and hopefully help you make that decision on how you're going to either improve what you've got, 
level up from what you've got um, or just start from scratch. So hopefully this is useful and we'll just get into it. So let me share my screen because we wrote a whole blog on this. So if you go to cs2marketing.com, you'll see this blog. So that's a good place to go. You know, I'll put a little bit more color into the, the blog and explain things in a bit more detail than, than maybe we've got in here. Um, but this is a good place to go for a reminder um, after this video to really, you know, help you decide what to do. So, so just to present um, the problem right now, and I think where a lot of people get tripped up is what we call the where what problem specifically with online engagements um with an online engagement you have where they came from so that would be whether they came from you know a paid linkedin ad or they came from organic search or they came from um you know organic social like twitter and then there's what they did so that could be they fill out a form to download an ebook they fill out a form to um, request a demo, start a trial, you know, whatever it is, there is always the where they came from and the what they did. Um, with offline engagements, it's a little bit more simple because typically um, those two things are kind of combined. The data is coming, you know, the person is coming you know, to an event and then you're maybe uploading that list into your, into your database um, or you're getting, you know, content syndication data and that's coming through the API and it's just, you know, that is just the source of the data. So with, with online engagements where you have this where what problem, um, in the past, a lot of people, they, they would be stamping you know, the sources. You know, we got this lead from the, the what they did. So we got this lead from a white paper. You know, as people started to you know, ramp up their spend on paid, you know, Google AdWords and, and paid social, then the question started to come up like why I want to know, you know, what, where these people are coming from. Cause that's actually where a lot of our budget is going as opposed to, you know, what they did. Um, and then in the kind of relatively typical um, Marketo or marketing automation setup, you're going to be tracking um, specifically in Marketo, a program to the, what they did. So you're going to have a program for the ebook. Uh, you're going to have a program for the trial. And then that's going to be synced to your Salesforce campaign for the same, you know, so for the same thing. And in say Salesforce, you know, you look at the person, they did a trial, right? But you don't, you're not tracking the, the where they came from in that. And then kind of a, it's just a fundamental problem with how, um, you know, Marketo, I'm going to talk mostly about Marketo in this one, uh, is set up. So, you, for you to be able to track the where they came from with, with multi-touch, you know, when you're talking just about <clears throat> lead source, it's a little bit um, easier. You're trying to just get one touch. You can just stamp you know, where they came from, what they did onto the lead. But when you're trying to talk multi-touch and you're looking at campaigns and programs, you know, you, there's nowhere in that program that you can say where they came from in that trial program. Um, and, but I'm going to go through some ways to really kind of work around that and really get that where what sorted out in one easy to report on place. 
but also at the same time go through just the typical reporting options that are going to help companies figure out what is working, what is not working, where should I put my budget, where should I put my effort, where should I put my resources, how can I track success, how can I demonstrate you know, this, the ROI on this program um, or channel and um, all the different ways and pros and cons on, on that. So let's get started. So the first one is just lead source reporting. You know, you've got to start somewhere. This is pretty easy. I would say most people listening to this have got this set up already in some form um, where there is often a little bit of, um, you know, work that needs to be done um, for a lot of companies. It's just around the data cleanliness of, of tracking lead source, but then also the where, what problem. So, a lot of times in the lead source field specifically you'll be tracking the what they did and not where they came from but really you know now i see a lot more people wanting to track the where they came from in, in the lead source so this is you know typical setting up you know, your your lead source tracking maybe have a source detail most recent fields for that and then make sure that any source of data that you're getting whether it's through form fills into Marketo, leads coming into Salesforce, leads coming through your API into Marketo, um, list imports from events. You have got all of that nailed down and you know how all of your lead source fields, whether it's lead source, lead source detail, the most recent fields, are all being updated with the right data and it's all you know standardized and, and you've got the correct data in there. Um, so the, problems of, the pros of this is it's, it's really easy to set up, you know, most, like I said, most people have got this set up in some, some form already. Maybe you just need to tidy it up. Um, the, the next one is that you're able to report on, so I'm going to start annotating this as well. So here, you know, a lot of you got set, set this already. The next one, um, you're able to report on first touch and last touch and at key milestones. So, You'll be updating the most recent lead source, the most recent lead source detail. Um, you, you, there can be other you know, more versions of that. You can have like a lead source program, a lead source campaign, etc. And they would be updated every single time there is an engagement. So you've got, and then you stamp the original um, version of that onto the, the first touch. So you've got the first thing they did and then the last thing they did. Then you can use the last thing they did to then stamp major milestones. So maybe you want an MQL source. You want to know what um, what did they do just before the MQL. So when the MQL, you know, you stamp the latest touch information onto that MQL uh, source fields. So you've got major milestones covered first and last. Obviously, the con this isn't true multi-touch reporting. This is you know, there's going to be a ton of middle touch points, as ev everyone knows. You know, it's not a surprise. There's people are doing. There's a lot of touch points that need to happen before you know, really you're going to be handing over to sales or um, an opportunity is created or that you've won that business. So you're missing out on a ton of those touch points. Um, then the, the, the attribution. Um, so when you're looking at the attribution, if you, when, you, when you're mapping that to your opportunity, you're just giving your singular um, thing credit. So you're looking at the lead source on the up, you know, maybe that is either the most recent or the last, depending on when that, how you have it set up to, to map that over to the, the lead source field. And then um, you're just, that's just, you know, the source of the op. When in reality, that op has been 
you know, touched by probably a lot of different um, marketing programs and different channels. So it's easy to set up. The reporting you get out of it is okay, uh, but you're really not talking about multi-touch attribution here. Um, but the good thing about it is, is that it's simple. And for a lot of companies just getting started, it is worth just getting this set up first because you may not need to go all the way down through into multi-touch attribution, all the complexities that that brings um, as from, from the get-go. So it's, a, it's not a bad place to start, but like I said, you know, if you really are wanting to get into multi-touch attribution reporting, um, you're, just, you're just not doing it from that one. <laughs> so, so the next one is creating a Marketo program um, slash Salesforce campaign for each online channel and then a program slash campaign for each um, online offer and offline offer program or program. So this is getting closer to multi-touch, but it does have you know, a few limitations. So the, the way this works is you would have a, like, like you probably already have already, all of your what they did programs, like you know this really cool white paper on your website, you would have a program for all of the different what they did assets um, or offers. And then you would create another program which will be the where they came from. And you can break this up and maybe create one every quarter. And I'll come back to why that, that's useful in a minute. But you would have, like, like you see here, the really cool white paper on your website program and Salesforce campaign. And then you have the Google AdWords. So here, this has a problem because every time someone comes and fills out from Google AdWords, fills out the, the form for this white paper, you're gonna be adding them to two programs and two campaigns. Um, however, the positive of it is that it's pretty easy to set up because you've probably already got all of your what they did programs and now you just need to create a few or several where they came from programs and you can just look at those two things separately. And this really gets to the, the core of the where what problem because this doesn't quite solve it because now you have to report on two different campaigns to understand the full picture. And the ideal world for the where what problem is that you just need to report on one thing or you just look at one record within an object or one record or one program and that shows you both where and what. Because now if you if we could scroll down to um, some of the, the pros and cons to, to carry on diving into that, if you want to report on you know, all of the, the leads that were driven by that really cool white paper from Google AdWords, you have to you know, look at both of you know, members of both of those programs. And it can get quite complicated because if they're in a member of lots of where they came from programs and lots of what they did programs, you're never quite sure if the, when you filter that way, that it's definitely those two that were the ones that were the same date, unless you start having to like drill into the dates. Or if you have like a third party BI tool that can be a bit more intelligent than, than some of the stuff that you can get in Salesforce and Marketo. Um, but 
it is a half decent option when you want to just get dip your toe in the water with attribution because you're getting closer to full multi-touch attribution um, because you are tracking beyond just lead source every most of i'm going to get to why it's not every touch point but most of the touch points throughout that journey so remember lead source was just first touch last touch major milestone touch this is going to be because it's campaigns a lead can be a, mem a member of multiple campaigns so you're going to be able to get um the the multi-touch journey there the reason why it isn't a hundred percent multi-touch is because you can only be a member of a, a program or campaign once so if someone come downloads this really cool white paper from Google AdWords, then they download the really awesome white paper or ebook from Google AdWords, you're only, they're only gonna be added to that Google AdWords program and campaign that first time. Um, so again, that's definitely a limitation of this. Um, you can try and get around that problem by like you see here, creating the, the quarterly um, campaigns and programs. So, you would you would hope okay where if that situation happened it happened in a different quarter so now they are added to the new adword campaign in that quarter but again it's not perfect but if you're trying to just get an idea of how many um touch points are happening within the where they came from programs how many touch points are happening within the what they um the what they did programs and get most of those accounted for, not just first, last, major milestone like lead source, it's not a bad option to go with because you can set this up. You know, you've already got the where the what they did programs. You need to set up several where they came from programs. And it isn't like that easy because you need to make sure your UTM parameters are correct and you know everything's working so you actually can add them to the right where they came from program. But assuming you are using UTM parameters and assuming you are, they are set up correctly and, and pretty you know, straightforward setup, then this is a pretty easy, you know, you could get this done in a day, start reporting on this. Um, and then, you know, up here, I think I've got this um, you know, example of, of, uh, of a Salesforce report looking at campaign influence. And you know, Salesforce campaign influence isn't perfect, but it isn't. You know the worst thing in the world either you can definitely get um some information out of it and some directional information to help point you in the right direction of course there's tools that do it better but um it's not a bad place to start and i always like you probably haven't already noticed you know i like to try and keep things simple when, unless i have to have to make things more complicated so looking at this report, you can see you know, this paid advertising channel with the Google AdWords campaign has influenced this $200,000 opportunity. Um, and then the web content, really cool white paper has also influenced it. So because Salesforce campaign influence isn't an attribution model, it's given the full value of that opportunity to both of those campaigns. You're going to see that duplication of that opportunity across both of them. But, you know, if you want to look at them separately, like maybe you want to look at all your, all the where they came from programs versus each other, and then look at all of the content or your offer, web offer type programs versus each other, then, you know, that's not a bad thing that it does that. So 
Um, it's, it's a good option to get, um, you dip your toe in the water, get your feet wet and start really thinking about multi-touch and getting the team um, used, to, used to that, um, that thought process. So, third one. So this is, this is starting to um, up the, you know, the level of complexity to set it up. So this is where you don't, you get, you're getting, you're going towards multi-touch. You're not, um, you're not just looking at lead source. You're not having to create any more campaigns or program, but what you are doing is you're making sure you're using your UTM parameters. And then when someone engages with one of the, what they did programs, and then gets added to the, what they did Salesforce campaign, you have the UTM fields added to the campaign member object, which then update based on the, um, the UTM fields on the lead. So if you think about it, someone's added to that awesome ebook campaign but then when you report on that campaign member within that campaign you can see they came from you know google adwords and what what campaign or they came from paid social linkedin because those were updated on the lead that campaign member was created the fields on the lead pulled over to the campaign member and then you can see the breakdown um so the pros of this is that now we're we're getting closer to really figuring out this where what problem and combining them together because we've got one campaign member which says what they did and where they came from um so now you're able to really report on this you're able to see okay well i'll show me all the campaign members that came from adwords that downloaded this ebook right and you're actually going to see that because those two data that those two um the where the where what is within one record um and the the only con i mean it takes a, a little bit of setting up um you really have to be conscious of your order of operations with this because if those utms are not either they're not updated maybe they're old ones you know from something they did before but they're still the person still added to the campaign um or they don't update um, they had not synced over maybe before the, the person's added to the campaign. Um, or maybe someone does a lot of, you know, touch points in, in a short amount of time. And so their UTMs, you know, updated a, a, a few times because maybe they clicked from, um, you know, an ad, AdWords, and then waited a bit and then came back through a Google search or something. And maybe your sync time is, is, has a lag. Um, you're, you're totally reliant on what the UTMs are at the time that campaign member is created. So they need to be right. Otherwise your data is going to be completely wrong. Um, but you know, what, if you have that down and it's, it's, you know, likely that the order of operations can be sorted out and you can make sure that the data is correct, then it's a pretty decent way of doing it. The next one is basically the same the same way, uh, a similar type of, uh, of way of, of, of dealing with this. But instead of using the campaign member, you use a custom object in Salesforce. And um, sometimes, you know, when we've been working with clients and working with their sales ops teams and, and our sales ops team, it's actually 
been decided that the custom object route is actually easier than just dealing with it on the campaign member. So, um, so it, it has this kind of medium hard difficulty to be able to get it done. But actually, I think a lot of times it, it can be equally as um, you know, easy slash difficult depending on your capabilities to compared to the updating the fields on the campaign member. So you have your custom object, you can call it like an engagement object or something. And it's so similar to how you know, visible works, kind of copying the methodology of how they create um, touch points in, in Salesforce. But create custom object, um, use, you know, have the, the logic in Salesforce to be able to create a record within that custom object every time the person engages. So you can use different trigger points for that. We have one client that uses um, their most recent lead source detail field. It's basically updated every time someone engages, whether it's like online, offline, whatever. Um, so whenever that updates, and then the, there's a date stamp that goes along with that, when that date stamp changes, then the, a new record is created related to that um, lead or contact, and it pulls all of the information that it needs off the lead and contact onto that record. So the record would include um, UTM medium, UTM source, UTM campaign, the most recent lead source, the most recent lead source detail, all of the information that's gonna show the where, the what, and everything, pulls that onto the custom object. So you've got it all in one record, the where they came from, the what they did, all of that granularity down to, you know, the, the UTM medium of paid social, the source of um, Facebook and, and the campaign and absolutely everything that you need, all just in one single touch point. Um, so then the, the, the pro of that, obviously reporting on that is super easy because you have everything within that touch point. So unlike um, some of the other options where either you're missing all, the, all of the touch points you know, this is really, this is 100% like gonna capture every individual um, engagement or touch point for that record and create a new record. So you're gonna be able to get that full multi-touch and um, you're able to report on it easily because it's combined into that one record and that object. Um, and then, you know, depending on, you know, your Salesforce resources, you can then um, build in an attribution model or relate it to um, the opportunity object to understand um, you know, how those touch points are touching, um, how they're influencing opportunities. The, the slight issue with that is that, you know, some of the other options that I've talked about, like, you know, lead source, you're going to have a lead source on the op. It's already done for you in Salesforce. This one, you're using campaigns. You can use campaign influence reporting already done you in Salesforce, already done for you in Salesforce. This one using campaigns too. So campaign influence reporting is already done for you in Salesforce. This one, you know, you're going to have to build it yourself. So um, for those that have, you know, a lot more Salesforce resources or have got more, um, you know, stronger background there, or maybe you're using a, a third party BI tool, that you're going to be able to, you know, pull all of this information into, and then you know, build the type of reports that you want from an opportunity standpoint. Um, I mean, likewise, you might do that for some of these other options too. So you might not be relying on the Salesforce, um, you know, out of the box reporting types, but 
this, you're going to have to build a lot of that side of it. Um, could get pretty complicated. Um, but, you know, if you have the right resources on hand, you can do it. And it solves a lot of the problems, like I mentioned, with some of the other, um, some of the other options that I talked about before. So, again, so back to kind of medium difficulty. Um, I've got Bizwell in here, but it's not the only, only tool out there. But, um, you know, I think in the world that, you know, we live in a CS2, most of our clients, if they are using a, another tool for this, they are using Bizwell. So, you know, I just put this one in here. So, Bizwell is kind of like the, the options I talked about before. Creates its own um, custom objects as the visible touch point, the attribution touch point. Um, it has the JavaScript on your website, so it automatically tracks the where they came from and the what they did, and then creates that in a singular, singular record within those two custom objects, and then associates that to opportunities, has all its you know, clever attribution models, W-shape model, you can build your custom model. And it, it's pretty, there's, there's a lot of intricacies and like things with data that you have to fix kind of to make visible perfect because it's, and like anything, it's only as good as the data you put into it. But in terms of collecting and creating touch points, it's pretty easy just to get it going, especially for online, because you just add the JavaScript and visible just you know, can tell where they came from and what they did and, and creates a touch point. For your, your other campaigns, for your offline stuff, um, you need to think through you know, when to create touch points and things like that. But um, it isn't you know, the most difficult tool to implement, I would say, the first couple of phases when you're really trying to you know, rinse everything out of it and make your data perfect. There can be a lot of crazy things you got to think about, but it's not too difficult to get going. And this is probably, um, in my experience, it is the most complete um, way to be able to track every single touch point and um, tie that to opportunities and attribution. Because even some of these other options, there can be issues where you know, someone does multiple things quickly and maybe the, the sync time lags and you only create one touch point from that. It's going to be rare, but you're, pro you're never going to get to 100% multi-touch with any of these options, really, like if you're being really nitpicky. But with Visible, you know, you're getting, you're getting there. So um, I'm a fan. Obviously, it's not free. <laughs> so um, you have to make sure that you're going to use the data. Like I've definitely seen companies in um, buy visible, uh, spend a lot of time implementing it, trying to make it perfect in ops, but then the rest of the company just not even bother using it. So sits there, looks good. Occasionally we bring up a report, but it's you're not getting um, a return on that investment because ideally. If you're going to spend, you know, a few, a few ten thousand dollars, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars or so, on a tool like Visible, you want to be making better decisions with that data, which is going to be improving the ROI across all of your channels, so you get that money back. That's the idea of it, right? We want to be able to use data to make better decisions, 
and um, you know, do better marketing and understand what's working, what, not, what, what isn't working so we can optimize our spend. And if we optimize our spend, then it's worth it. You know, we've you know, got a better ROI and that, that's worth the cost for visible. But if you're not actually using the data for that kind of stuff, maybe you need to really get the team to think in that mindset before you implement it. Don't go too crazy first, you know, start simple and then get the team to really tell you why it's not, um, why it's not meeting all of their needs. Because once I found that once people can articulate what is missing from their current solution, then they're going to appreciate and you know better what you need to implement to solve their problems. But sometimes they think they have all of these needs. You give them the best in breed, best solution. And then they just, they're just like, cool, thanks. And just walk away. So kind of put a little bit of the onus and the stress on them to really, or, or whoever's, you know, a lot of asking for this reporting or is going to be making these, you know, decisions on where they place their budget and show them maybe what you've got already um, before going too crazy and investing. That's, yeah, I'll get off my soapbox on that. <laughs> so um, creating a new program for all offer and channel combinations. So I put medium hard. The only reason it's hard is because it's time consuming. It's not complicated. So the, this is where for every single combination of where what you will create a new um, program and Salesforce campaign or you could just create just a Salesforce campaign depending on where you want to see this reporting. So if you think this through, you have that awesome ebook, you have that great white paper and you maybe you, you, you distribute that across paid social LinkedIn and then AdWords and then you have the, the organic distribution. So if you wanted to go crazy with this, you would, that you would create a, pro, a program and or campaign for every single one of those combinations. So for that awesome white paper uh, that you're distributing on AdWords and paid social LinkedIn, and if maybe people coming through organic search and people coming through organic Twitter and organic Facebook. So there's like seven channels that you see people coming through. You have to create seven different programs and campaigns and each one, the logic is going to be if they fill out the form for this asset and their UTM medium and is this and the UTM sources that add them to this program and campaign. So you could see how that would just exponentially grow the amount of programs and campaigns you have. So it isn't hard though. You'll just clone and the logic's simple. But um, if you have hundreds of pieces of content and maybe you're using all of the channels, both paid and, and organic, you know, so you've got like 10 or more different channels to include, it's going to be just so much work to, to manage this. But the reporting you get out of it is pretty good because you know the combination, um, you know that you, you can easily report on the where what, um, you can use Salesforce campaign influence reporting or whatever third party BI 
tool you have, you're not missing any touch points um, because you don't have the problem of being added to a campaign multiple times. You know, I guess someone could come through AdWords for that white paper multiple times, but you know, do you really care if they download that from the same channel three times? Um, and um, so the reporting is good, but we generally try to steer people away from this because we don't believe it can scale and the only we sometimes we do um you know if, if a client does want to go down this path um we we do support it and and then in some in some of those cases we try and scale back the amount of combination campaigns we need so we'll just say okay well which are the channels that you are you promoting this you know, your content on the most do we really need a campaign for organic Twitter, you know, for this ebook, when maybe you can do one post on that, you know, it's just, let's just scale it back. Maybe you, you just do a lot of AdWords and you do a lot of paid LinkedIn. So let's just create those two combination channels. And then we'll have the other one, which is kind of the everything else um, campaign. It's not perfect. You then come into some of the issues that we talked about and some of the other one and some of the other options, but um, it gets you the ability to focus in on the 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 where what combination um, for the for the channels that really are important, and then um, for the others, you know, it's not going to be you know as multi-touch as as more touch complete compared to some a couple of the other options here but not not a bad option so i think i went over my 15 minutes but um there's more options than this and these these are the six though that um we see a lot and you know there are you could you can start getting into things like tableau or domo and and, and and other um you know bi tools but we try i try to keep this within you know the world that you've probably already got which is you know, the marketo salesforce type world um obviously we did include visible but it's just some options without you having to spend a ton of money and resources to get a very you know extensive setup um but yeah, there, there, there's just no way anyone, if you hear anyone say this is the right way to do it, it's just not true because it's completely contextual to what you're trying to achieve, the size of your company, how much budget you're putting into your marketing. And if you're going to use the reports, like I mentioned before, and I'll kind of get back on my soapbox for this just to end this, it's so important that you don't, get too ahead of yourself with reporting. It's in ops, obviously we're with data and, and reporting and it's like kind of like part of our remit and we think that we have to have the most extensive, complicated setup possible, or maybe we don't, but the rest of the team does because they saw a webinar on it. But in reality, how much are you really gonna use this data? Um, if you're gonna be using this data daily and it's going to be the biggest you know data driven um you know marketing spend that you're going to be you know all the way up to your cmo your board everyone's going to be using this to guide the company 
then yes, spending 40 grand on visible and, and, or maybe getting a third party BI tool, spending the money on that, spending loads of time making this perfect is going to be worth it. But if you're just trying to like, you know, you've got a smaller marketing spend, you're trying to understand just like in a clean way, what is working, what is not working. We're going to start trying to feed that into the teams, start presenting it on calls, getting the team thinking about it and just getting started with it. Start small, start simple, and then wait until people have problems with it or wait until you have problems with it. You might start being like, oh, I'm, I've got the lead source set up, but now people are starting to get really annoyed. They're not seeing multi-touch. So then you're like, oh, okay, now I need to look at some of these multi-touch options. And then you might go to one of the more simple ones. And then you're like, okay, well, I can report on these separately, but now I need to report on them together. So I don't want to do the second option. I want to move forward into where we're combining everything into one record. And then you move into the next option. And yes, it kind of seems like more work, but it's not like you're going to do one, one month, one the next month, one the next month. You're probably going to do live with one for a year and then, you know, live with the next one for a year. And some of the, some of the easier ones to set up, you can set up in a week. Some of this other stuff you'll be working on for, I mean, forever. You know, some, of this, some of the more complicated side of things, your, it, the work is never done. You're going to be constantly tweaking it and trying to fix data problems and your life's just going to be looking at these reports and trying to figure out you know, what's, what's, what's wrong with them and how we can fix them and how we can perfect this. So don't get too ahead of yourself. Start small. Um, but if you obviously, hopefully this has been useful. And if you do want to be thinking about more complicated options, there are some of those in here. So yeah, that's, uh, this, uh, last episode of forward. I know I went a bit over time, but there's a lot to unpack here. We've got the blog on the website and yeah, we'll, we'll see you on the next episode of forward forward this on.